Well, hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday. I'm bringing this to you on Thursday purely because I had planned to do this yesterday and then things happened. And I got to the night time and I went, shit, I didn't do my bloody podcast. Um, you know, Mercury stationing retrograde can always throw little spanners in the works. And may I just say happy Virgo season. The sun is now in Virgo and Mercury, the ruler of Virgo season, is retrograde in Virgo in his home sign, in his domicile where he is happy. Now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm liking this. Uh, Mercury has stationed now at 21 degrees, just popping over into that Deacon 3 of Virgo. Um, which happens to be the Mercury-ruled deacon, Ten of Pentacles, and the tarot card of the magician. And I'm liking this Mercury retrograde. I mean, I don't have a problem with many Mercury retrogrades, um, as we shouldn't, because he does it three, three times to four times a year. And ultimately, he is always giving us clues as to what's going to come up. And if you've been paying attention from the 4th of August, uh, that's going to be giving you sort of the theme of this Mercury retrograde. The most important thing is, is to know where this is happening in your own chart. It's all very well and true to say all these things are going to go wrong and, you know, astrologers banging on backup computers, blah, blah, blah. That might not necessarily be the case. Um, this feels like a real refining Mercury retrograde. And again, where is it happening in your chart? So you want to check uh, the house that has 21 down to eight degrees of Virgo, because that is the, you know, the territory that Mercury has already gone over. Just remember, he's actually already gone over that. He hit eight degrees of Virgo on the 4th of August and went, click, that's his shadow. And now we sit back and we look at the clues. We look at what's been going on this month. Now, look, I know August has been a pretty big month. And to be honest, it really is the theme of this Venus retrograde. It has been a very powerful time. I hope that um, since the Kazemi on the 13th, you've felt you know, the burning off of the old dross, that there has been a new clarity come and a new light. That really signifies that conjunction and that Kazemi, personally, you know, for me, I, I and I shared a lot about this in the last week's podcast and I've been sharing about this all month, of course, you know, this Venus retrograde wasn't just a normal Venus retrograde. Lilith's, Lilith's presence there has amplified this. And what I'm hearing from so many people is the recalibration of not just their values, but of their priorities, what's worth something, what's not worth something. Remember, we've just come from a Venus cycle in Capricorn. So that was very hustly, ambitious, goal-driven business. Now, have a look. Have a look at your business or your work or your values or your money or your priorities, even your love over the past 18 months. There's a tinge of Saturian seriousness to it, right? So there has been maybe ambition, a little bit more work. Now we're moving into this, this sun-ruled 18 months with Venus, um, Venus's Kazemi starting in Leo. And the fact that Lilith has played such a strong role in this has really amplified this sense of self-reflection, of turning in to face the self. Where are you 
still outsourcing, you know, the joy, the sovereignty, the resources, the answers. And look, I've banged on about this over so many um, of these potties the last few weeks that I won't, you know, I won't do a 90 minute session again on Venus because I, 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 I can't, but I can't not keep talking about it. That is why August has been like a, what have you burnt down to the ground? How hard has it been? Why has it been hard? Have you been facing yourself? Have you been turning within? Have you looked at yourself in the mirror, looked into your eyes? Have you, uh, you know, this is, this is a very new cycle. So I understand that August has been quite compelling and also destroying for so many people. And that's what the fixed fire of motherfucking Leo can do to you, right? Like it's it's the sun. It can burn you up and scald you, but at the same time it can rebirth and transform you, right? So so this has been a very pivotal month and we, we end this month now with this uh, Mercury retrograde, Virgo season. You know, we each season we look to what is the ruler of that sign and Virgo season is ruled by Mercury and Mercury is in his home sign of Virgo retrograde just like you know what is it like under 12 hours I think that we entered Virgo season that Mercury the ruler went retrograde now like I said we're you know it's Deacon 3 the magician and I just bring this up because for me there's these magical um, I think of Virgo as like a spider web there's weaving of the ethers and there's magic there you know she is the creatress and she is the ethereal creatress she is the mercurial creatress she's she's earthbound but really her head is in the stars her head is in the ethers and of course uh, you know there's this element of the the maiden and the priestess and Virgo being the divine healer, the one of service. And, and again, there's this devotional quality to Virgo where this season every year, the solar alchemy season of Virgo, which we only get once a year, that is why this, that is why the sun is so important to follow. I mean, Xavier Rudd sung it best when he sung Follow the Sun. You know, like it is about following the sun and following the moon. You know, the luminaries are super important to us um, in our daily lives because we see them you know they are there we visually see them we see we've been seeing Venus as the evening star now she is the morning star you know we see Mercury we see Mars Um, we can see you know that's why the inner planets are very important Sun Moon Mercury Mars and Venus because they are our everyday right so the, the magician card of this um, Mercury retrograde for the kickoff is just really, you know, humbling to me around the magic in the ethers and then entering Virgo season around what are you perfecting? Because of course we're going to be in Deacon 1 of Virgo season, which happens to be the, it's sun ruled, you know, ruled by the sun. Why haven't I written down? I've got like, I've written down stuff in that. I've got some notes that I took yesterday because I was supposed to do the potty yesterday. The Virgo card is the hermit. And ultimately, oh, I can actually get up because because I'm doing the deacon walk. I'm just getting up off my bed. Come for a little walk with me over to my Oh, yes, it's the sun. So it's actually the sun card. Um, That is the card. That's why I've written the sun. So it's the sun card, Mercury ruled, um, Deacon 1 of Virgo, which 
you know, it, it's the true invitation to Virgo season. Lists, order, focus, honing your craft. Can you commit to what it is that you want? Can, can you commit? Can you dedicate yourself? And that is where Virgo is around the refining and the perfecting, the reforming, the fixing, the making better. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in your craft or you're doing something and all time is lost, where the whole world dissolves and you have just been in this moment. And I invite just that seed over the next um, season, the the solar alchemy of, of Virgo, which, like I said, we only have once a year, so it's so important to follow the seasons of the sun um, because the sun illuminates that part of your chart for only one month a year. So the invitation is, is what are you perfecting? What are you honing? What are your skills? What is your craft? Where are you of service? You know, the other day I was just, you know, just going about my day and just, you know, letting, you know, cars move in and letting that person do that and all. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, thank you. And I'm like, I just want to be a kinder person, you know, and that's not, you know, that, that to me is something that I feel is missing and everyone seems very rushed or angry or, in a space and uh, over the last few years we can see that there's this tetchy energy to the collective consciousness and how then do we contribute to that and or are we contaminating you know like where is our energy where is our presence where is where is the goodness <laughs> you know there's this beautiful energy around uh, Virgo around goodness you know I was watching the awesome um, symbolic studies that I uh, that I follow on Instagram if you know don't follow him he is rad he talks about all the symbology of like even just the V for Virgo but he was talking about how of course Virgo is seen as the virgin but in old school ways virgin didn't mean just someone who hasn't had sex virgin actually just meant um, someone who's not married um and there's this purity to Virgo and, you know, the invitation for you this Virgo season is where can you refine, where can you purify? And, of course, Virgo season leads us into uh, Libra season, which is the spring equinox. So it's the last season of winter. It's the, it, it rules the sixth house, which is the last house on the bottom part of the chart. Um, and then we click over to the top half of the chart when we get to house seven, which is ruled by Libra. So the thing is, is that we're, it's, it's the, that's what we're doing in Virgo season. We're refining, we're clearing out, we're purifying, we're honing our skills. We've, we're, we're mastering something. And can you find beauty in the details? Now, I've, like I said, if you've been paying attention since the 4th of August, look, you know, you're going to have those clues. And, and when we sort of move out of like it's been just a fiery month because of this Venus retrograde, 
but what about your communications? What about your conversations? Like what's been happening? Like personally for me, like we're looking at, we've had Mars and Mercury both in Virgo, which hopefully you've got some shit done. You know, you've ticked some shit off your list. You've cleared out some stuff. You've, you know, maybe people are doing their taxes, you know, doing things maybe that you don't want to do, but that need to be done. And sometimes I love that about earth signs and, you know, is that, they do the things that need to be done. They're practical. They're logical. They're well thought out. Um, they're rational. I mean, I'm nothing if I'm not fucking consistent, darlings. You know, like seriously, I'm so fucking predictable. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I live a very stable, conscious, awake life and I'm good with that. Um, scattered energy I'm not good with. And, you know, so ultimately what's been going on since the 4th in your communications. And like I, like I said, for me, like I've been writing my 2024 energy survival kit and I just finished editing the entire thing. I read it from cover to cover on Monday. I drank coffee. I read it. I edited um, the physical coffee. It's fucking magnificent. If I do say, say myself, it is probably the best one yet in a very different way. So if you're used to my kits, um, you will be in a big surprise. So let go of any expectations because it's gone through a complete revamp um, on a on a design level. Yeah, on a design level. It's simpler. It's graceful. It's pure. It's pristine. It's not you know, it's not cluttered. There's no borders. There's, there's, you know, there's no background pictures. It is simple. And I've just, you know, I'm telling you what it is, but there's this clarity to it. You know, we've honed it. We're mastering it. And that's what I feel about this way. And again, like I am a very simple person. So I love that my very new graphic designer is also very simple. So she's just stripped everything back and look, it's amazing. If, you're, if it's your first time buying it, um, you will not know the difference. But if it's your fourth or fifth time buying it, you are going to see the difference and you can feel it. I literally put a photo of it um, on my Instagram page and I had over 50 private messages. I cannot even tell you for 24 hours saying how amazing the cover was and this is just the cover they're like I feel the difference I'm getting goosebumps this is incredible yes yes like it was so beautiful so if you're one of those 50 plus people like I swear uh, it, oh, it was definitely over 50 like I, I woke up just to like 20 or 30 messages it was crazy um thank you thank you for your love and support of this kit this is such my heart's joy producing this for you every year and um, yeah, uh, you know, we're in a new iteration of it now. So for me, the Mars and Mercury in Virgo has been really quite productive. And I hope that it has been for you too. I hope that you've been able to get things done because now Mercury is going to go back over that territory from 21 degrees back down to eight degrees. So, you know, and, and, and rework whatever's been working. And, you know, I'm expecting some, you know, to, some reworkings to be done with the kit and when I'm ordering it and when I'm launching it and all the things, but this is all happening in my 20s house so it is all a behind the scenes thing that's why it's important where is this happening for you maybe you've got mercury in virgo maybe you're going to have your th you're going to have a three virgo i mean a three mercury hit return so remember that to me it's very important if a planet hits one of your planets three times there is a huge lesson in that so obviously like the venus retrograde we've had venus retrograde so if she was hitting one of your leo planets or she was squaring a taurus or a um, scorpio planet or opposing a aquarius planet 
there was some big lessons within those. And this is the same with Mercury. So if you've got any planets in Earth signs between 21 degrees and 8 degrees, so Virgo, obviously Mercury will be hitting that planet three times. So there is something that you need to know, work out, refine, remember, um, you know, redo all the rewords that you can think about. Yes, they are important when it comes to retrogrades. We are slowing down even though I sound like I've had 538 coffees. Look, before I even had my first coffee today, um, I was like zinged up and I don't know why, um, but yeah, zing zang, zingity zang. So ultimately, yes, if you've got planets 21 to 8 degrees Virgo, Capricorn or Taurus, you know, the Earth sign, there's going to be some trine, some flow, some working out, but the but the conjunctions of um, Mercury to any of your um, Virgo planets, that will be important for you. You've got to look at that, yeah? Um, and what house is this happening in, yeah? But like I said, this this deacon that it's stationing retrograde in, there there is this magic. There is what are you weaving? What are you crafting? What are you honing? with the magician and the sun being in Deacon 1 of Virgo. Like merging these together is really quite magic. I mean, we're moving into the tarot cards of the pentacles, um, which again, of course, is work and money and abundance and commitment. And, you know, the Virgo side of things is around where do you need to move your focus? So what have you been focused on and is it serving you anymore? What's out of alignment in your daily rituals and routines? Remember the sixth house ruled by Virgo is all around what you're doing every day. Darling, it's the everyday enlightenment magic in the mundane. I wrote a whole book about it because this is where the magic is. And it's so easy to bypass those things. Oh, I want to be meditating. Oh, I want to, you know, just be listening to meditations all day, every day. Oh, I want to be, you know, over in Bali doing that. I want to be doing all of these things. But Virgo is reminding us that it's what we do every day. You know, we're creating, you know, our future is now. You know, that is that is what's happening. And the magic, you know, also on this element of, you know, you know, the magic is hidden in plain sight and that's what people miss. You know, people are missing the magic and missing the point because they're waiting for something bigger or they're, you know, projecting that it has to look like this or it has to be like this, yeah? So, you know, for me, I'm just, you know, I'm really keeping it nice and simple today, loves. Um, again, very, very, very simple, Um as as I probably need to with Mercury uh, just stationed retrograde because I'll ramble on. Um, but strip everything back, you know, get into a good routine, get into some nice structured rituals, clean up your diet, focus, hone your craft, look at what you get lost in, those moments that you get lost in where everything just falls away. And you're in that sweet spot. You know, when we slipstream into that, you know, that new consciousness or that divine consciousness or those those portals of time, do more of that. Um, find beauty in the details. Perfect your skills in Virgo season. Mercury retrograde will help you do that. Please know that Mercury retrograde will help you do that as he refines and reworks 
You're going to remember things. You're going to rework old projects. You're going to rethink. You know, it's like rethink, God, rethink your life. You know, remember Virgo is that, that sixth house just before we, you know, it's, it's a part of the foundation of the chart. Naturally, of course, your Virgo house might be somewhere else. It might not be the sixth. And that's, that's where the Virgo expresses itself for you. But naturally it's, you know, we're, we're in the last season of winter. I mean, in the last month, we're in the last month of winter here down under, some are up, up north, but it's, it's the final bit. It's the clearing out before we move into spring, where we will spring clean, where we will clear out, where we will be reborn, renewed, rebirthed, yeah? So it's sort of like we, we want to tend to these things now so that there's clarity moving into the next three-month cycle, which happens from equinox to solstice, um, September through to December. So ultimately in this last solar alchemy portal of winter down under um what are you clearing out what are you purging what are you letting go of you know i also see virgo is like a natural detox you know so it's sort of like what do you need to detox and it could be health but it could be social media you know my husband got rid of his uh social media apps off his phone um a couple of weeks ago and you know he was reading on reading like a ebook things on his phone but um it's just yeah, so powerful to detox from something that is just not serving you anymore. And it's again, it's about breaking the habits. Now, really quickly before I wrap this up, I just want to sort of say that I was listening to a podcast on my walk this week, um, The Diary of a CEO, which um, my husband listens to like all the time, which I love and I've listened to a few episodes. And he had Joe Dispenza on. And, and before I started my walk, like I've been doing – like – I met Joe Dispenza in my 20s, so 20 years ago, and that is the basis of my work. So sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of cockiness, like, oh, I don't need to listen to this again. Everything he's saying, I know, I live it, I experience it. It's how I've built my life for 20 years, you know, because it is what he talks about is how I've been living my life for 20 years. However, Joel was listening to it and... um. So I decided to pop it on and fuck me. Like it was so good. Like, again, just staying curious and humbling myself um, is such a great trait to be able to have with that level of self-awareness and, you know, getting off my own high horse, getting my head out of my ass. Like I talked about that last week and I got all these messages that they were like, everyone was laughing their heads off at it. But, you know, if you're not self-aware, you're in self-denial. And, you know, I could not be more aware of myself. And, 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 you know, I literally was in that moment going, oh, do I need to listen to another Joe Dispenza thing? It's just my whole life, yada, yada. But I did. And fuck me, it was amazing. It just, you know, it was a reminder and to that we have to break those habits of being ourselves, which is such a perfect sort of segue into Virgo season. So I loved that I listened to it the last couple of days of Leo season just to remind myself, you know, I'm walking along like going, yes, yes, you know, like just to myself because it was the reminder that, you know, there's there's such an automatic pilot way of living sometimes is that when you go and see your family or your friends, like you're, you're just remembering, you're just having a remembered experience. And then of course, as Joe Dispenza says, your personality is just your personal reality and, and, and vice versa. <coughs> um, and these habits become so 
unconscious. And, and that's where when you are conscious, you can see yourself get back into like something that you don't want or that you've been trying to eliminate or detox from or whatever. And you can go, ah, here it is. You know, it's that super subconscious where you can be objective. It's like, well, who am I? If I'm outside of myself watching myself think, it's like, what is that? That is, that is a force that is to be reckoned with. Like that is the force of consciousness that we actually can tune into. So I highly recommend um, in this Virgo season, if you're wanting a great listen, to go and listen to The Diary of a CEO with Joe Dispenza. It was just a great reignition. I mean, I've been talking about it all week and now I'm here and I've got so much to share about it. I'm like, I can't remember what I wanted to say. Um, but, it, it, but it was just a really great reminder. And to just stay curious. And that's what I love about Virgo is it's a mutable sign. It's changeable. It's shape shifting. It's like what needs changing. And that's what is great about Virgo. It's like, they're not so set like a Taurus, you know, and then the the, the ambitions of Capricorn with the leadership that the Virgo gives us these, these changes that we need to have to succeed, these changes that we need to have to feel aligned or to be in a good space. And I love that about Virgo. And for me, it's my 12th house. So it's all done. You know, I, I often retreat a little bit in Virgo season and you'll find that your 12th house season, you know, maybe you too like to retreat a little bit. Everything becomes a little bit quieter, doing work behind the scenes, which is totally what's going to be happening for me. Um, I'm actually going to Singapore on the 14th um, in, in Virgo season right through until the 24th. So uh, there will be no podcast from me while I'm away. Um, and yeah, going to spend some very, you know, wonderful time with my husband. We're doing a little, um, getaway without the kids, which, you know, is pretty fucking rad. Um, so, so, um, yeah, that totally just, I highly recommend going to listen to that. I mean, if you're a newbie to Joe Dispenza, you know, um, you, you know, it might blow your mind. Um, I remember when I first met him in my twenties, I went and sat with him, um, in Brisbane. He did like a little talk and this is after watching what the bleep. So if you haven't watched what the bleep, what the bleep, do you know, it's like a documentary about quantum reality. And this was when I was doing all the journey work with Brandon Bayes. And this is around changing your cellular memories that how powerful your brain is. And and this is sort of, you know, sort of where Joe started and he was my favourite on What the Bleep. And then when he came to Brisbane, of course, I was there on a heartbeat. Um, I met him. I gave him a crystal, <laughs> you know, I, I and and this has been the basis of my work for 20 years. So so I would highly recommend going and listening to that um, to that podcast because it was just so cool Um, and it was just a reminder and again if you have been working with Joe Dispenza and you know the books and all those things that's great but it was just really great because Stephen who um, hosts the podcast you know is so raw and vulnerable around his own sort of like oh I do this but I don't want to do this anymore and how do I change this again he was so raw and vulnerable around what he shares and what he wants to change and yeah it was just it was yeah it was really good I'm so glad that I listened to it now um Anyway, loves, I'm going to wrap this up. I I do want to say that from now until the 4th of uh, September, we have both Venus and Mercury retrograde. So this can maybe be a little bit clunky, like clunky in communications with loved ones. Mars is going to also move into Libra, of course, the planet, um, the sign of relationships. Like we're not getting out of anything relationships. And I have written my 2024 kit and holy shit, 
there's some huge relationship stuff next year, guys. Huge. Um, and whilst Mars is in um, Libra, he is going to hit the south node, you know. Like this is a big moment, <laughs> you know. This is pretty massive. I'll talk about that closer to when it's going to happen. He'll also square Mars. So there's some pretty intense sort of Mars transits um, while he is in uh, so um, some intense aspects I mean while he is in Libra um, Mars is in detriment in Libra because of course Mars is happy in Aries and Scorpio there is two domiciles there is two home signs and in Libra you know there's more you know Mars in Aries is me now go do it whereas Mars in Libra is like oh what do you think it's a bit more indecisive it's a bit more you know but there's you know an element of diplomacy and and wanting to be helpful and mediate but also watch that you're not sacrificing your own peace you know like for other people you know like there can be a very repressed part of Mars in you know Mars in I think you know his three his three signs that he doesn't do well in is Libra and Taurus and Cancer um so there are these sort of, you know, Mars's anger and drive and energy. And, and in Libra, he's like, oh, what do I want to do? Like he's indecisive. He doesn't know what he wants to do. He's not comfortable there. He's not functioning. So we've got to work with that. A, a planet that's not in his home sign isn't bad because there's no such thing as bad. He's just uncomfortable and we then have to work through that. And I really feel, you know, this could be a huge time of relationship stuff. You know, he's in, he's in, he, he enters Libra on the 27th. So, um, and Mars moving into Libra, Libra is um, in the tarot, the swords, you know, we're, we're working with the swords energy, um, the card of justice. So this is, you know, a big time of sort of weighing things up and balancing things out and thinking about things. And, and that can be uncomfortable sometimes, you know, um, especially if you're sort of, you know, self satiating yourself and, and, and wanting to do things for yourself, you know, Mars, you can't repress that by pushing everything down and being a passive aggressive asshole, right? Like Mars in, Mars in Libra will say yes when they mean no. I mean, that is a Libra archetype, but Mars there, it's, you know, and then it sort of just all blows up. It all can get out of control. So be mindful of relationship stuff um, whilst Mars is in Libra. Um, but of course, from now until the the 4th of, November, um, 4th of September, both inner planets of Mercury and Venus are both retrograde. So on the 29th, um, Venus moves back to 12 degrees, which is where she will stay for those four or five days before she stations direct on the fourth and then has to move back. So, that, you know, it can be a little bit tetchy when, when the planets are really slow, right? Like it can be a little bit grindy, a little bit clunky and crunchy. So to have two planets retrograde at the same time, our inner planets, because the outer planets are always retrograde. Everyone's going to, or everyone's banging on, oh, there's so many planets retrograde. Normal normal all of the outer planets are retrograde four to five months of a year very normal but these two inner planets that's what we're going to feel the most like that is the dynamic that we'll feel the most we actually have uranus also stationing retrograde um at 23 degrees taurus too um this within this week as well so you know there's a lot of shifts and stuff i can feel that within the the air but 
the invitation is to, you know, reset in Virgo season, clear out, purify, and rework those though that that house that Mercury's already been in. So pay attention to that, darlings. Um, I hope you have a beautiful first week of Virgo season. Um, I already feel that magic. Um, because you know, Hermes, Mercury is known as the interpreter of all. So listen you know, maybe listen more than speak. That's, you know, I, that's what even, I mean, I'm even like right now going blah, 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 like all the talking. I'm like, ah, I just want to listen. I just want to hear. And I want to hear the etheric wisdom coming in through the spider web, through something that I can't see that is, that is not so 3D and weave that into my subconscious and weave that into consciousness and materialize that um, from the ethers. You know, I feel the pulling in like I'm literally moving right now and I'm pulling the energy. It's like my fingertips, you know, of course, too, like uh, our hands, Mercury rules our hands and our arms, you know. So whilst Mercury is in Virgo, it is very good to write and to garden and to move the hands, move the arms. The arms and the hands are an extension of the heart chakra, right? That's why when we touch someone with our hands, it's healing because it's coming from our heart, right? So, you know, it's, it's, the movement can be very healing. And, and like I said, I'm sort of moving now. I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm shifting all the, you know, all the, energy templates you can you can shift them and Virgo season gives us the opportunity to be malleable to be curious to stay open to shape shift to change something darlings like that's how I see it Virgo season is time to change time to take that mutability and not be so fixed where we have been coming out of Leo season um of course you know Lilith is still in Leo. Um, she will be moving into Virgo soon, which is going to be very, very deep healing, let me tell you, after this kapowwow. And Venus, of course, is still in Leo <laughs> retrograde. So, you know, there's still this Leonian stuff going on. But I feel this beautiful mutability coming in, this this time of perfecting and honing our craft and getting lost and, uh, I don't know, just moving through processes maybe, yeah, like, Make your lists, get things into order, refocus, reset. Uh, this Mercury retrograde feels really delicious and like it's going to be a real beautiful platform for change. So enjoy, darlings. Enjoy so much. Happy Virgo season. Happy Mercury retrograde. Um, so much love always. And I will chat to you next week. Bye-bye.